0: Hello everyone, welcome to Figment of My Reality, where we talk about the true stuff that makes this big old world seem made up. I'm your first co-host, Jeremy Bales. Jason Wright, how you doing?
1: Doing pretty good. I'm your other co-host, Jason Wright. Thanks for the introduction. The one, the
0: only, the man, the myth, the legend,
1: Jason Wright. And I do have a bone to pick. Uh Uh-oh. Not with with you, (laughs) but with some of the audience.
0: Oh, we got some non-believers.
1: Yeah, I think we do. All the stories we do, in case you didn't catch it in the intro, are true. We've been getting some comments about asking what these stories are, what's going on with them, if we're making them up, and we don't make up anything. If you don't believe us, the sources are in the description of each podcast.
0: Let me get the intro to them one more time, Jason, where we talk about the true stuff that makes this big old world seem made up. That's right. That's the point of it. Fish get surgeries. Rabbits attack people. (laughs) it's real people
1: dolphins attack we don't people. talk about dolphins and we don't talk about
0: we don't talk about the reason behind the plague how you doing jason i'm i'm personally going uh this quarantine's starting to get to me yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah me too i mean the dogs keep coming up to me and they're just like still puking get on you out get out get out
0: <laughs> oh man Any other uh, fun stories with the dogs, or is it just them sort of overly uh, affectionate, trying to push you out the door physically?
1: Yeah, pretty much just that. They're not getting sick anymore. I think they understand I'm not going anywhere, and they've just...
0: (laughs) They've given up that ghost.
1: They're just a droning get-out-of-here-now. No effort, really, to push (laughs) me out, but I can tell the intent's there. Yeah,
0: you can see it in their eyes.
1: Yeah, constant persistence, get out
0: at least they've learned persistence is key. All right, I am going to uh, start us off this week. I'm going to bring a story about a pretty well-known poet. His name is uh, Lord Byron, or Lord George Byron. He was born late 1700s and sort of really came into his own in the really early 1800s, like 1805-ish is when he became well-known across the known world at that point. And he was a a poet who was one of the most influential poets of the Romantic movement. But that's not really what we're here to talk about today, because that's not too out of this world. That's that's pretty believable. Um, He had, I would say, a troubled upbringing with both parents and circumstances when he was growing up. But that sort of fueled his, quote, devil may care attitude. And he was not a man who played by the rules, Jason.
1: A poet crafted by his dark past. Yeah. It's,
0: it's a novel idea, really. <laughs> really unheard of. <laughs> so uh, the thing about Lord George Byron, which, again, he's pretty well known for being this poet, but a big thing is that he had this huge affinity for animals. Loved animals. Good man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's got to be something redeemable there, right? So the thing that he actually had was not just your typical dogs and cats. Uh, he was known to have badgers. He was known to have monkeys. He was known to have a crocodile, a fox, and a peacock as well.
1: Uh, I was hoping you wouldn't say tiger because then I was going to be like, the old Joe Exotic.
0: Right. So that's actually what <laughs> turned me on to this. Is like, man, if, if pe- those people in, uh, I didn't see Tiger King. Was it Texas? It was probably Texas. <laughs> Nothing against Texans. It's just there's no rules there. But his most favorite critter was uh, a Newfoundland dog called Boatswain. Boatswain was his his favorite animal, and he ultimately was, you know, sick, the dog was, and he nursed it back to health, and he took care of it, and it was his, for lack of a better term, ride-or-die dog, and then he he went off to college in Trinity, overseas, it was over in the UK area, and Trinity College was like, hey, you know what, man, it's in our rules that you can't have a dog on campus. The dog's not permitted as a pet. Lord Byron, he went to war for his dog, but ultimately... You know, he could not get the dog on campus. So he, in this in this one instance, he did play by the rules. So mm. he instead brought his other critter, which happened to be a bear, on campus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bet there are no rules on that.
0: There weren't. And actually, he was approached by the college officials multiple, multiple times saying, hey, man, you can't have a bear on campus. This thing's a wild animal. <laughs> He said, No, it's my pet. So he was (laughs) went to went to battle for the bear and the legal precedent allowed him to keep the bear on campus. He walked Can you
1: think of a worse roommate in a little dorm? (laughs) Are we talking are we
0: talking about a bear or the man who owns the bear?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Does a bear get top bunk?
0: The bear has to get bottom bunk. (laughs) (laughs) So Jason, we roomed together in college. Yeah. Me, you, and uh, another individual, and I was on top bunk. And I don't know if you recall, but there were, uh, it was limited space on top bunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I think if you smear some honey up there, you can get them to climb up there and start licking the ceiling. You can get them up in that top bunk. Bears but, can climb.
0: But for how long? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you probably want to put some reinforcements on that bunk bed. But... That's true.
0: That's true. But yeah, he, he walked this bear around campus on a giant chain. He took care of it, and it attended classes with him.
1: He actually... <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, this is real. Trained it to take notes. He skipped class Sent the bear. <laughs> the bear's there wearing some little glasses and pencil on his little claw. Gets big claw.
0: Yeah, but you make those jokes. But the funny thing is, to follow up, is Lord Byron applied for this bear because it wasn't against the rules to be a student and to have a fellowship. <laughs> Unfortunately, this one was denied.
1: Yeah, I don't. Although there isn't a rule against a bear being in college, I don't think he meets the criteria of being a student. You could never know that.
0: You can't make that assumption against bears.
1: That's true. I mean, I've seen them wave. If they're able to do social interactions, maybe they are able to read and write, and comprehend language and talk and (laughs) do math you know your typical college things
0: yeah there was no real entrance exams it doesn't seem like it was basically a show up and you're good <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah that was that's the.
0: Uh, i know lord byron is a, a fairly popular poet but i'm not sure how many people know that story about him and i thought it was fascinating and once again it just reminded me of the tiger king <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to uh look into that see if i can find any bear poems he wrote
0: <laughs> or maybe the bear wrote the poems
1: That's the secret behind the whole thing He wasn't the poet, the bear that went to college (laughs) Learned how to be a poet And he took credit this whole time Because nobody would take a bear seriously The
0: plot thickens, Joe Exotic is actually the tiger itself (laughs) Hey guys Just popping in this intermission to read a couple more reviews that we have um, that we really appreciate and just another sort of testament to us really paying attention if you guys have something to say. The first one comes from Pam Cassis. Cassis, Cassis. If you're looking for an interesting yet funny podcast, this is for you. The interesting stories blow your mind, but the commentary takes it to another level. Definitely subscribing. Thank you so very much. Another one is from Morgan Rupp or Rup. Love listening to these silly stories. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate those reviews. Um, Please tell your friends about it. Loving to have our our little community here start growing and uh, looking forward to it.
1: And if you guys want to participate in this podcast, feel free to send us stories that you think are interesting or even personal stories that are really crazy or cool. um, And we can compile those into another maybe bonus episode or something. So if you guys want to get involved in the podcast directly, just contact us. Definitely appreciate it. Another thing that we're gonna start doing here is introducing other podcasts. You're gonna hear one now called Moonshine Murder and Mayhem. I listened to a few episodes of this podcast. It's really good. Make sure to check, check that podcast out, especially if this promo sounds interesting to you. I'm afraid bad things might happen to you if you start talking about stuff like that. You told me a story about five years ago of what happened to Slim. My great-grandfather,
0: he was a taxi driver in Warren County area, or in the area, and uh, he picked up moonshine, and he went and picked it up, and he took it to the people. Hey, Bran, I totally saw where you're working on this new podcast
1: that has to do with moonshining. Give me a call when you can. I've kind of got some history with my family and moonshining. Just give me a call. Bye.
0: Dude never talked about it at all about what happened to his daddy. Bran, are you ready for what you might find? I hope you don't regret this.
1: Join the search on the brand new... True Crime Podcast Moonshine, Murder, and Mayhem. Okay, so my story is similar to last week. I found two really good work environment stories, and I thought I'd bring the second one here. I didn't want to throw out an interesting story. So, this is something that happened about Five, 10 years ago and it happened in charlotte north carolina at a restaurant
0: are you at liberty to disclose the name of the restaurant
1: i don't have it okay um, we'll have to take a grain of salt with this one i did get it from reddit i do think it is true Ooh. Ooh, i do <laughs> i know but i do think it's true um, especially because there was a follow-up on it They're nice. so apparently in kitchens drug use is a common thing i didn't know about and it's actually accepted
0: whoa dude!
1: <laughs> so... hold
0: on okay <laughs> no 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 <laughs> so you can't just say broadly in kitchens in kitchens and restaurants like specifically
1: it's broad it's broad kitchens very common drugs I'd, i've never worked in a kitchen i don't know maybe it is so
0: you're telling me at the local eaton park which i don't think there are any left. <laughs> The reason behind the shutdowns was not the cleanliness issues, but it was the drug. Yeah, it was the drug smuggling. Okay, good. Now, now I know why those smiley face cookies tasted so good. (laughs) That is bonkers. You realize you just came out with the most heat. (laughs) Okay, so apparently, drug use is a thing in kitchens.
1: Yeah, it just happens. It's normal. It's accepted.
0: Okay, apparently, I had no idea
1: but this line cook comes in and he's tweaked out on cocaine. I think Which this is, is past the normal amount. The non-accepted amount is when you come <laughs> in tweaked. And he has the shakes. He's obviously not going to be able to work. He comes to the the chef, the manager and says, Hey, can I get a little bit more time to get in quotation marks better shape? And the chef looks at him is like, Sure, I'll give you an extra hour. So apparently this is pretty common, at least for this <laughs> chef.
0: <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, you're not the worst I've seen, but you could do with an hour. Yeah.
1: So what type uh He doesn't take the full hour, he comes back after forty-five minutes, and he's not shaking anymore, and he's got a grin on his face, he's ready for work, he's good to go.
0: That's just the drugs again
1: So he goes on the cooking line, he starts doing his job, everything's going fine, and the manager, the chef, looks over and sees he's starting to like nod off a little bit, and he asks him if he's gonna be okay, and the line cooks, he, sure, yeah, I'm gonna be fine. About 15 minutes later, the chef looks over, and he is passed out, face and arm, laying on the grill, not waking up.
0: It's, it's not waking up that's the big issue, I would say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so he runs over and pushes him off the grill, and he wakes up when he hits the ground, and when but, he wakes but not up, on the grill. Yeah, when he wakes up, he looks at me, he goes, ah, oh, shit, chef, may I go to the hospital?
0: <laughs> may I, did you say?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's a polite, polite drug addict.
0: So let me, let me just run it back. He comes in tweaked out, which is pretty typical.
1: Yeah, apparently.
0: He asked for an hour, which is the typical designation. All this is standard operating procedure.
1: <laughs> standard cocaine use in kitchen procedure. Yep.
0: All all is per protocol at present. The big the big problem was he, he missed the extra 15 minutes. And That's he had to true. recoup that 15 minutes face <laughs> uh, face down on the grill. <laughs> Which was again presumably on.
1: <laughs> and That's against protocol. You shouldn't take that last 15 minutes face down on the grill.
0: You don't take it on the grill. You take it when the chef gives it
1: to you. So Okay. Yeah, so he goes, and apparently the smell was horrific, which I believe.
0: Of burning flesh? Yeah, Yeah. I I buy it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Pretty pretty
0: standard protocol.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They end up throwing out the grill plates, buying new ones, They shut the the restaurant down at 7 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, which probably sucked for the business, but whatever. They're doing all the right things. Hold
0: on. Hold on. Let me just address that statement. They are not doing all the right things.
1: (laughs) They're doing all the right things in the public eye. No. No, no, no. The public visibility. There it is. Okay. So... The chef's getting ready for the next day. He's doing all his orders. It's about 10 p.m. and he's he's starting to wrap up. The line cook comes back in at 10 o'clock, three hours after they shut down and got him out.
0: Oh, the same night, not the next day.
1: The same night, and he's bandaged up. And he comes in and asks the chef if there's anything he can do to help. <laughs> and the chef... Yeah,
0: can you scrape your flesh <laughs> off my grill? <laughs>
1: the chef doesn't respond he's just astonished like how are you back here a couple hours later and he goes on to explain cocaine's a hell of a drug (laughs) that after he was done with the cocaine or was tweaked out on the cocaine he went back to his drug dealer with that 45 minutes got a shitload of oxycontin snorted a bunch of it so it would calm him down and he came back and he just nodded off while he's at work (sighs) so that's how you get in better shape i guess
0: now, in this sense Jason do two negatives equal a positive
1: <laughs> almost it's all, if he would have followed the protocol and not taken the 15 minutes on the grill so he, he needed 15
0: okay. more that is without a doubt the craziest story I've ever heard about like a restaurant ever like I've, I've heard of some crazy things happening but the <sighs> this is a challenging topic yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: So after he explains what happened, he says, don't worry about the workman's comp. I I don't need that. I just want to make sure I still have my job. I'm I'm like, boy, you ain't getting workman's comp for coming up, coming into work on two different drugs and sleeping on the grill. Now, Jason,
0: last, last time we spoke about uh, work stories, you basically guaranteed all the youngins coming out of college, of which we were recently that group that they were going to be temp agencies in a maybe a tough environment might be having to share an office with someone who can't coherently put a sentence together 10 times out of 10 i prefer the woman who eats crunchy cold mac and cheese to somebody <laughs> who comes out tweaked on cocaine taking 15 minute <laughs> nods on grills scraping flesh <laughs> off those same grills was like hold on i'm actually fine it was all the oxy the cocaine was fine it was the oxy that got to me
1: <laughs> what is uh, this yeah i don't know but apparently he's a good worker that's why he he let him take the hour and come back he came back three hours later you, you can't knock him for that he's definitely trying to do his job
0: a lot, a lot of great work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: But he's going to be fine. He went back to his drug dealer and he got morphine from him. So he's going to be able to walk. Shut up. (laughs) That's what he said. He went back after he got burned and got morphine from his drug dealer.
0: This is a kind of a fun perspective I didn't think about. Is the dude who was tweaked out, got oxy, then got morphine, the dude writing this story on Reddit. (laughs) Because I have never been on any of these drugs. I can't imagine I'd want to make it public knowledge.
1: Yeah, he's not the one. The chef's the one. The chef's oh. the one that came back with this.
0: So the chef's like, hey, guys, get a load of this particular worker. Yep, exactly. I've got, I've got a couple of them like this but, this, but this one's special. There are many drug addicts, but this is my drug addict. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Oh man, uh, we better pray that this dude isn't an avid Reddit user, because you know he's gonna come back with a cruel vengeance. He's gonna get, go, he's <laughs> gonna go back, back to that same drug deal. He's like, "Hey man, my chef sold me out. I need bath salts now."
1: <laughs> well, we'll get, we'll get to where everything ends up. It, it starts. turning There's around. more. The story, the story starts turning around. Well, two weeks after the incident, the chef sets up to pay for the guy's hospital bills, which this chef is apparently a real chill an good angel. Guy. he is an a- <laughs>
0: he is a saint <laughs> he and, is a-
1: <laughs> and he says he appreciates the worker he was a good worker and after this incident happened he never t- touched drugs or alcohol again which i'm not saying that's bad bad to do in moderation but apparently this guy was abusing it a little bit too much
0: no jason it's typical in kitchens <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: shut but- out, i <laughs>
1: They came came back.
0: You know what I learned about this? Whenever the time comes for me to have kids, they're not going to ever work in a kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. That's what I learned from this story.
1: (laughs) No kitchens. No North Carolina. No.
0: No, (laughs) no, no. no.
1: But after this Reddit story got a bunch of attention, the chef decided he'd contact the... Drug dealer. the, The line cook to let him know about what's going on, that all these people are seeing it and, and appreciating the story. And apparently mm-hmm. the chef didn't talk to this line cook for three years. And when he called him, he found out that this line cook is still sober. He met his now fiance in an N.A. meeting. He has a oh, daughter okay. on the way, and he just recently got a job after to be a sous chef at a restaurant. So he's turned things around for himself. Huh. And... Apparently, this is a pretty heartwarming call. The the, the previous line chef, now Sue chef, that did all the drugs, was crying on the phone thanking him. And they would have never gotten That's back in contact if he wasn't for this Reddit post. So, kind of cool twist there at the end. Um, it's cool to see somebody that could turn their life around like that. But it reminds me about this guy worked with at Lowe's and that's why I kind of like this story that I worked with a guy that was similar to this hold on
0: is, is it very commonplace for the garden section to be just?
1: <laughs> we had a special plant where we where we kept the funky plants
0: yeah the devil's lettuce was in the back <laughs> that's one thing that I always knew that kitchens and Lowe's had in common <laughs> the
1: drugs (laughs) but i worked (laughs) with a guy who reminded me a lot of this he was a hard worker he seemed like a good guy but he was caught up on drugs and stuff and he was trying to turn his life around i mean i didn't i was nowhere near as impactful as this chef was who's apparently a saint but when i was leaving i gave that guy a couple hundred bucks because he was in a bad relationship and said and uh he told me his girlfriend just spent a bunch of money that they needed for rent and Uh. i gave him a couple hundred bucks as i was leaving because i was like i would have never got through this job if it wasn't for you anyways keeping my head on straight entertaining me through the day and uh, probably
0: for the wrong reason but that's
1: okay (laughs) he was a good guy and i went back a couple years later and he was there and he he was promoted he was doing better so it kind of reminded me of this story this the kitchen story is way more intense and, and and further out there but uh it is kind of relatable to my own life it's kind of why i wanted to tell it
0: that's actually very very endearing jason both from a chef's perspective and from your own yeah that's awesome
1: yeah i didn't tell i haven't really told anybody about that before because i know if i told my parents about it when i was in high school that i gave a guy who did drugs when i worked with a couple hundred bucks i would have got my ass whooped
0: (laughs) (laughs) there might have been something lost in translation on that message (laughs) Hey, 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 Dad! <laughs> you know that dude I work with? Yeah, he's an avid drug user. Okay, I'm glad you're leaving. Left him with a couple hundred. <laughs> you did <a> what now? <laughs> no, that's. If I'm being honest, that's not where I thought the story was gonna go. I thought it was gonna be like, oh, he went even more bonkers and crazy. But um, I'm glad that it had such a heartwarming resolution.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not everything ends bad. Bears learn to write poetry. <laughs> drug addict cooks turn their life around you know it's a crazy world out there
0: it sure is that's a good one dub i like that it definitely brought my spirits up as the quarantine life is getting to me and i think more and more of those stories might be in or out yeah, if you put go
1: put keep... your face on the grill maybe things will turn around for you
0: or you'll just end up like two face
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> agent of chaos that's it for this week's episode if you enjoyed the show please like we said at the middle. Leave a review, tell a friend, uh, helps us out a bunch. If you're interested in contacting us with one of your stories, or you have a story that you'd like to hear us uh, talk about and dig into, you can reach us on any of our social medias at Fig of My Reality on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Figment of My Reality at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, hit us with that fact.
0: Our piece of reality that we're going to leave you with this week is the Vikings made a habit of selling Norwell horns to the English as unicorn horns. I'm
1: Jeremy Bales. And I'm Jason Wright. Talk to you next week.